Welcome to Illumin for Students, where we hand over the mic to the girls and young women of Girls Grammar so that they can share their thoughts on school, study and what life looks like from their perspective. I'm Jacinda Isla, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and today I'm joined by three of our students. They're going to talk to us a little about the world of social media. So welcome to Juliet, Bronte and Maya. Girls, I'll start by asking you a little about how you use social media. What sort of platforms do you use and which ones do you think are trending or most popular among friends of your age? Bronte, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I know definitely in grade 11, TikTok is very trendy and very popular. We also use a lot of Snapchat and Instagram. However, I feel like mainly in the older grades, we use those sort of social media platforms a lot less. And we probably use TikTok a lot more now, which is more like, you know, watching the videos and engaging with different people from all around the world, I would say. So we use different platforms at different ages and yeah, stages. Yeah, definitely. And you see the evolution of that. What about you, Juliet? Are you on social media and what sort of platforms are you engaging with? I would say the same as Bronte, mostly Snapchat, Instagram and TikTok. And what sorts of things do you do through TikTok or whether it's games that you play with friends? What sort of things are you doing on these social media accounts? On TikTok, it's more scrolling and looking at other people's content, mm -hmm. like funny videos or cool dances. Whereas Snapchat, that's more of a communication platform, talking with friends. And I would say Instagram's more you're sharing what's in your life. So it's more browsing what other people are doing. So you're very clear about sometimes you're observing or scrolling. At other times you're engaging and maybe building relationships. What about getting information, Bronte? Do you use social media to perhaps learn about what's happening in the news or other things that might interest you? Well, for me, actually, every morning I like to just listen to the news while I'm eating my breakfast and stuff. So that's probably where I get the most information from. But I do get a lot of information from TikTok as well and Instagram. Not so much Snapchat, I would say. And when are you on these apps? So obviously we as a school, as most schools will have, will have certain guidelines about who can use particular apps at what age you can use those apps. But if, if we're thinking about your experience as year 11 students, when are you using them? Is it before school or in the evenings or what's your level of activity? Yeah, definitely. Wanting? I would say, especially after school, before I start my study for the night, I would spend maybe like 45 minutes just on my phone just so I can relax and take some time for myself but I do have to set those strict boundaries with myself saying okay now it's time to get off and start my work and I do that through apps of like just taking off my screen time. So you're using apps to control yep. your use of apps which yes. is an interesting irony isn't it? So um, Juliet what about you what's the pattern of the day for you or perhaps if you speak on behalf of your friends more broadly what would be a typical day in terms of what you use and when you use it? In the mornings, I would say we use social media just as a little cool down before you start work. So I do use Snapchat just to talk to my friends in the morning, be like, what time are you getting to school? Where are you if you're trying to find them? And then after school, I do use it a lot just to communicate what's the homework or to organise plans. And then, yeah, probably TikTok before bed. Okay, and so you've talked a lot about friends and staying in touch with friends. So is social media a way that you stay in touch with your friends, Juliet? I would say yes, but I don't think it's essential because the conversations you have over Snapchat, they're really trivial and they're not really in depth or anything. It's more just photos back and forth 
or small little comments, whereas in person you would have more in-depth conversations, more interesting ones. And so, Maya, you don't actually have a smartphone, I believe, is that true? Yeah, I don't have any social media. And so how do you stay in touch with your friends? Well, I still like iMessages, but I find I don't really have a need to that much because I see them every day. So sometimes I just like going home and having time with my family, but a lot of my friends will, on iMessage and we have group chats and things, send a lot of messages, but I find that just sort of distracts me and none of them are that critical (laughs) that they need to be addressed straight away. So I kind of just turn that off and just get on with what I need to do, but I still have those distractions. I don't have Instagram or Snapchat, but there's still YouTube and Netflix, which are just as good a distraction. Right, so it's about understanding that the world is an inherently distracting place, actually, at the moment, isn't it? And there are lots of things, but you're saying with your friends, you're quite good at compartmentalising your time, but then you still have all of that contact and all of those very close, and I know you do have very close and deep friendships. I just prefer to see them in real life. And if you start an actual important conversation on messages a lot of it gets misinterpreted because you don't have that personal element to try and express what your your message properly that it just ends up sometimes blowing things out of proportion so I just prefer to interact with all my friends face to face and I see them quite often on the weekends anyway. And it's interesting you say face to face because when we are face to face of course we can see the nuance which means you're able to see how what you said landed and you're also less likely to be misinterpreted and if you are you can kind of address it at the time. Is that your experience? And thinking about, as you girls were talking about friendships and staying in touch with them, one of the things that came through pretty clearly is the talking about time. Do you find your use of social media sometimes just runs away from you? So Bronte, you mentioned being strict with yourself. Does it sap a lot of your time? You tell yourself, I'm just going to spend five more minutes. But before you know it, that turns into 45 minutes. And it just, it's like a never-ending cycle. So for me, I actually made it one of my main goals this year is to spend a lot less time on social media. And I have told many of my friends, hey, if you do want to contact me or like if it is important, maybe shoot me a text instead of maybe sending me a message on Instagram or a message on Snapchat because then I know that it's important. And so then by me setting those boundaries, it really makes me not spend so much time on social media because I feel like in today's society when someone texts you or messages you you feel like you have a responsibility to reply straight away in reality that's just not possible and you have to be strict with yourself saying this is some time for myself I kind of see the benefits of not having it when I see how sort of addicted some of my friends are to it and I see that their life is going by while they're looking at a phone like at lunch times or things if we're our groups having a conversation and some people are just on their phones not engaging I'm like you're kind of missing out on proper interactions in life yes so that makes me grateful for not having yes and that's my vision of sometimes that scrolling 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 yeah. you can just it's always like as you say watching life go by so Juliet how do you manage that is it important for you to be in touch with your friends are you able to pull out sometimes or do you think how much others are using social media has a direct impact on how much you're using social media I would definitely agree and at school in my group especially we don't really use our phones when we're talking with one another because we don't have a need to 
Whereas I think at home, you're kind of compelled to reply to them because as Maya was saying, it's really easy to misinterpret things. So if a friend sends you a message and you don't reply for a couple of hours, this can be misinterpreted as you're ignoring them or you're deliberately not replying. So I think if someone's constantly messing you, you feel compelled to message them back. So that just continues the cycle. So I think their actions do impact you a lot. I think what you're talking about, and you've all suggested that, is what are people's expectations about media? When to respond, when to use it, and resetting those expectations can be a challenge. What about the media you may have seen recently? There was quite a bit of media about Facebook being very well aware that Instagram can have quite a harmful effect on teenage girls in particular and you are teenage girls have you seen that media and do you have any views about it Bronte? I think Instagram can be a very toxic place because in many posts you don't see people photoshopping them or putting a filter on the photo and it kind of takes away from the actual meaning of the platform and it makes everything very superficial in a way. What about you, Juliet? Once again, I agree. And especially on Instagram, there's a likes feature. So once you post a photo, you can see how many people like this. And I think that's a really dangerous mindset because you're not posting for you. You're posting what you think other people will like. And it's quite hard, especially for young minds, to define themselves by a number, a number of how many people enjoy your life. Mm. which I don't think is good. Well, and it's natural to, to want the affirmation of our friends and, and particularly as a teenage girl, but it can be quite a challenging thing to manage. And as you said, Bronte, the, the superficiality of Instagram, we understand it, but it's still deeply absorbing, isn't it, in, in many ways. What about you, Maya? Have you heard about the media coverage about Facebook? I have, and I still, I really do understand why it is so toxic because even though I don't have it personally sometimes I scroll through my friends or my friend and I discuss something that was posted on it and even though you inherently know that what that people are posting like influences and things is photoshopped and edited you still subconsciously compare yourself to them even though you're aware that's not genuine and it just I think it creates a lot of problems, but I also do see the positive aspects of it because it does give you a chance to just express yourself and what's happening in your life and share that with people. And I think that's a challenge with all these things. They're never all good or all bad, but they're compelling, aren't they? And, And I think we all acknowledge some of the difficulties associated with our use of social media and the real challenge is how do you address it so it's not going to go away it's part of our life for the rest of our life presumably so Bronte do you have any advice particularly because we're we're really talking to students of your age about how they manage their use of social media like I've been saying maybe just set those strict boundaries with yourself and let your friends know hey just I'm not always on social media and that's completely okay I do have a life outside of what's on my phone and I do want to enjoy that life outside of what's on my phone and I don't have the need to be telling you all about it I don't have the need to be posting about it and what about you Juliet what sort of guidelines or what sort of advice would you have I would say when you're at home really cherish the time with your family I know at dinners it's a no phone policy for us so you get to experience the genuine interactions so it's about separating your life from your phone to real interactions. I think that's a fantastic line, separating your life from your phone, Juliet. May I'm sure there were, I won't go into asking whether you had any conflict with mum and dad over a decision as to whether you got a smartphone or not. When I was younger, I was so (laughs) resentful of it. But now that I'm 
very grateful for it because I feel like there's enough distractions in life I don't want to add more on that I have to worry about. And that's a very natural and normal thing to challenge maybe what mum and dad decided then perhaps to see the wisdom of it. What do you think, Maya, though, is something positive? So, you know, maybe when you're younger, why me? I haven't got a, a smartphone. But what's something positive that you've experienced because you don't have a phone or access to social media? I feel like when I do talk to people, I feel like it's more so much more special and meaningful because... I don't interact with them very much when we're not at school or doing something together. Beautifully expressed because as you get to the end of year 12, of course, parents won't have much say. After you finish school at the end of next year, you will be autonomous in many respects and independent and and making those decisions for yourself. But while you're still in the home and still within a, a school environment, We know the online landscape continues to change and there can be a bit of a gap between what young people know and understand and experience on social media and the parents because, quite frankly, it's hard for the adults to keep up with what's happening. Is there anything that you think it's important for the adults in your life to know about social media or is there any advice you'd have for them? I would say that you can't blame everything on social media. If something goes wrong, it's not because I was on my phone too much some of the time. Of course, there are issues associated with it and there are boundaries that need to be set. But I think it's important for children to set them for themselves. Otherwise, if a parent is saying you can only have half an hour on this and then nothing else for the night, I think that will create a bit of resentment. Whereas I think a discussion is more necessary and be like, oh, I think it's more fair, maybe an hour, just because I want to talk to my friends, I want to have some downtime on my own. And what about you, Bronte? Good or bad? Is there anything that you think it's important for your parents, your teachers, the adults to know about social media? I reckon in the younger grades especially, it is good for the parents to set those strict boundaries because in the younger grades, I know especially for me coming to grandma, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get as many friends as possible and my first thought was I'll do that through social media so then we can really get caught up in I have so many followers or this is how many people I talk to however I reckon once we do mature and once we do expect those life achievements like learning to drive or going to your first party and all that sort of stuff it is good for the parents to let go of some of those boundaries because like Juliet was saying it can create some resentment. And what about you, Maya? If you think of, I guess, some of those younger girls who are just getting ready to come into Year 7 and we've had our house afternoon teas and orientated all of these excited new students, 12-year-olds, what advice would you have for the parents of those 12-year-olds as they're stepping in to secondary school and maybe getting their first smartphone or maybe getting onto social media accounts for the first time? What would you want the parents to think about? Well, I completely agree with Bronte about having those parent-enforced barriers earlier on when they're still kind of susceptible to influence. I think it's quite important to maybe limit their access to social media in the earlier grades because 12 is still so young. And I don't think when you're coming to a new school you need all those outside influences on your life. And I think you should just focus on the new environment and less on the online environment when you come into school. So I think, personally, younger girls, 12 and 13, it's not the best 
idea to give them a lot of freedom on social media because it's just inviting bad influences. Also, I do acknowledge that there is a lot of positive influences, mm. but at that age when you're so susceptible to other things and that's you're kind of growing into who you are, I think it's important that just you let things that actually matter influence your personality instead of things online that don't actually matter in real life. And did you have any difficulties with friends in those early years, not having well, a phone and being different? I felt a lot different? of FOMO, yeah. <laughs> like, because people would talk about things and be like, oh, can you show me? And they'd have yeah. to show me secondhand after and I'd be like, oh, that's what's happening. But it's kind of just become a joke between my friends. Now they send something on to me if, it's, if they know <laughs> I'll find it funny. And I don't really miss out very much on things because, I don't know, my friends kind of fill me in and we don't really talk that much about social media anymore because I feel like when you're younger anything everyone posted was the topic of conversation but now you can think of your own conversations and you don't need social media as the focus anymore. So Bronte what's the most important thing you have learned about managing your mobile use and what sort of tips would you have for particularly the younger girls and also those of your own age about how you maintain a healthy balance? I would say especially for the younger grades that your worth isn't defined by social media and what you post doesn't always have to be your best self because in a way we can't have those true genuine friendships if many of the girls only expect you to have that true self that you do post on social media. You do have to have that space to be vulnerable with your closest friends. So I would say, especially for the younger girls, it's okay to be vulnerable on social media and it's okay to not always post your best self, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful advice. What about you, Juliet? I would say, especially on Instagram, post what you want to post. If you're really interested in something or you're really happy in a photo and you want to share this, post that and share your experience rather than creating a photo that once again, everyone else will enjoy. So I think it's staying true to yourself. And then also just realising you can take a step back and you don't need to post. Oh, I haven't posted in a week. That is fine. You don't need to subscribe to this if you don't want to. And it's always your choice. Beautifully expressed as well. And Maya, do you have any thoughts about maintaining healthy balance in your life more broadly? I think it's important to stop. I have this habit, but I round up my time a lot. I'm like, oh, it's 7.01. I was going to start at 7. Let's make it 7.30 now. And I keep rounding up and I find then it just means, oh, it's 9 o'clock. Let's start work. And that's just not efficient. And then I look back at it oh my gosh, I wasted four hours where I could have gotten that done and not gone into the night and got a proper rest. And I also think changing where you study, for me personally, really helps me keep distractions on electronic devices to a minimum. Bronte Mayer and Juliet, thank you for speaking with me today. Thank, thank you, you Miss Tyler. You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.